As we read the gospel records, we read eyewitness accounts of the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus. In a sense, the gospels are just the beginning of Christ's work. The adventure continues in the book of Acts. In this study with Scott Pauley, we consider the continuing work of Christ through the Holy Spirit, who works through the apostles and the New Testament church. Now, let's get in on the adventure. What appointments do you have today? Uh, perhaps you have a full day scheduled for you and uh, things that you have to get done and people to see and places to go. We're busy people. But I'm going to tell you today that God has made some appointments for you. Do you believe in divine appointments? Do you believe it's possible that today the Lord has already arranged and orchestrated it so that you would cross paths with someone so that you could point them to Jesus Christ? You see, the Lord is working every day. We're talking about this from Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 3, that the Lord's work, God's way, is more than one day. It's more than just the day of Pentecost. We've learned already that it's a season of blessing that's to go on and on as we continue to follow Christ. We've learned that it's an hour of prayer, that we're to still be praying and seeking God. It's to be uh, the, the lifeblood, if you will, uh, of our Christian experience, our connection to heaven in prayer. Let's add one more thing to that today. More than a day, it's a season of blessing, an hour of prayer, and a moment of truth. You come to Acts chapter 3, we're brought to one of those divine appointments, to one of those holy, sacred moments that God orchestrated uh, in the life of two preachers and in the life of a sinner who desperately needed divine intervention. We've read already Acts 3 verse 1, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. It's significant to me that the temple here, gate, uh, is called Beautiful. And yet, what an ugly scene. A man who can't move, a man who, who's hopeless and helpless. They say that that Beautiful gate was massive, 75 feet high, with double doors, covered in gold, but may I say, who cares how beautiful it is if you can't walk through it? And this is a lame man who cannot enter in. And in verse 3, he's seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alms, and Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John said, look on us, and he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Oh, the praise goes on because the prayer goes on. The power goes on because the prayer goes on. You'll remember that the previous chapter ended with all the people praising God. Now you've got an individual man praising God. And then when you get to verse 9, it says, All the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. You see, uh, when God is at work, it's always for one great purpose, and that is that he would receive glory, that he would be praised. This was a moment of truth for this man. I, I, I'm praying right now that God would give every one of us today a moment of truth. 
You had a moment of truth in your life, if you're a believer, when somebody presented you with Jesus Christ and you put your faith in him, had your life changed. Would you pray today that God would use you to be that messenger to somebody else, that God would make a divine appointment for you and that it would help you to be alert and not dull so you'd be ready to see that appointment and seize it when it comes. It may never come again. I see in this amazing story a picture, first of all, of our world. This man is representative in so many ways of our world. He's lame from birth. That means he's incapable of getting there on his own. Isn't that a picture of sin that has maimed every one of us, has crippled us? What a broken world we live in. And all of us, lame from birth, totally unable to come to God on our own. And then not only lame from birth, but living as a beggar, needy and hungry, just trying to survive. Sir, could you spare some change? Could you just give me a little something to buy some bread today? Oh, sinners live as such beggars when the Father has so much bounty, so much, so much sufficiency at the Father's house. Don't miss what God has for you. And then, This man is not only lame from birth and living as a beggar, but he's looking to believers for something. I want to tell you that this lost world is watching today those of us who say we know Christ, wondering if what we have is real, wondering if there's any legitimacy to the Christ we say we profess to know. This is our world. They're looking for something. Sometimes they don't even know what they're looking for. Uh, sometimes they're, they're even mocking the very thing they're actually missing. Uh, but understand that, that crippled sinners, that broken men, women, and young people need our Christ. And so this is not only a picture of our world, it's a picture of our work. <laughs> what was the work of Peter and John? It was to give them hope, uh, to, to look at this man, to see him as an individual. Imagine all the people that walked right on by. The Bible says, though, that Peter fastening his eyes upon him. That's intentional. Uh, Could I challenge you to get your head up today and look at people? As I travel, very rarely now do people make eye contact. Most people are looking at their mobile devices. Uh, we got to get our head up. There's needs all around us. And if you're going to help them, you you got to see them, and you got to love them in Jesus' name. Their work was not only to give hope, it was also to give help. He reached out to this man. See, you can't lift up a man from a distance. No, no. Uh, Peter comes right over and takes him by the right hand and lifts him up. Don't you love that? Reach out to somebody today. Let God use you to minister to somebody. Ultimately, it was not just to give hope and to give help. It was to give him. And I say him with a capital H. I'm talking about Jesus. Give them Jesus. That's what Peter said. Silver and gold have I none. Sounds like a preacher, doesn't it? He said, I don't have much to give you, but such as I have, give I thee. See, the Lord's not asking you to give what you don't have. He's asking you to give the one you do have. It's like Paul saying, as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel. Look, just share Jesus with them. You received Christ. You know the Lord. So take what the Lord has done, his name, his message, and pass it on to somebody today. It may be a moment of truth for some needy soul not just for this world, but for the world to come. See, this is what everybody needs. Yes, it's all about one man. Aren't you glad God's interested in individuals? But I would point out to you that in verse number 9, when this man gets saved, all the people begin to see God at work, and they start praising God. When you come to the end of Acts chapter 3, we'll come there soon. 
Uh, the chapter ends this way. Unto you first God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. You know what the heart of God is? The heart of God is that all people know who he is. That every person individually would believe on Christ and have their life radically changed. And friend, that's more than one day. This man didn't get saved on the day of Pentecost. He got saved on one of the days after the day of Pentecost. And I tell you that our God is not just working on big days at the church house. He is working every day right where we live. Let the Lord use you today. Ask the Lord to make you usable today. I'll point something interesting out to you. The next chapter, Acts chapter 4 and verse number 4, 5,000 people get saved. We'll come there in our, in our study very soon, but this is interesting to me. Everybody wants to talk about the day of Pentecost and 3,000 people getting saved. Well, the next chapter, uh, two chapters later, 5,000 people get saved. See, it's more than one day. It's every day. Did it ever dawn on us that maybe what God has done could pale in comparison to what God wants to do? He's not the God of the past. He's the God of the present, and he's working today. May the Lord give all of us a moment of truth for the gospel's sake. The same is true today as it was then. The Lord is at work in this world through His Holy Spirit, drawing people to Himself. What a privilege as God's children to be a part of what God is doing in this world today. If you'll visit enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find many resources that will equip you as you walk with the Lord. You will find previous podcast series and episodes, full-length Bible messages, and a topical search engine that will aid you in studying Bible subjects. If this podcast is a blessing to you, we hope you will share it with a friend. Be sure to join us on the next episode of this continuing adventure through the book of Acts.